baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Gen Z, if you're listening, let us know about your beer habits, please. Gen Z's like, we're not listening to two old millennials talk to us. Maybe they're listening to make fun of us. Whatever. We're getting the downloads. We'll take pity downloads. We'll take them for sure. All right. I'm going to start. Hey there, and welcome to another Something Offbeat Minisode. I'm Lauren. And I'm Chris. So earlier this week, you heard from Kieran. She's a friend of the pod, and she alerted us to the subject of the next Something Offbeat episode coming out next week on the Florida Man Games. Looking forward to that one. But today, we've got another round of strange stories that we haven't been able to get to yet on the show. But let us know if you want a full episode on any of these. I think I do on one or two. We always want to hear from you, and we always want to hear whether or not you want to hear full episodes. So please reach out to us if you've got any story ideas that you want us to dig into. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. I'm at LaurenBerry91, and our host, Mike Rogers, is at KRLD Mike Rogers. I'm at Chris C. Blake, and you can also email us at somethingoffbeat at odyssey.com. Okay, so today we've got a few fun stories that we just haven't been able to get to on our regular episodes as per usual. Uh, the first one is about 90s nostalgia. And before we started recording or right, you know, as we started recording, Chris and I were talking about how we're millennials. So I know I have quite a bit of 90s nostalgia. I'm sure you do too, Chris. So this particular story about 90s nostalgia is about how you can reuse vintage calendars from 1996 in 2024 because all of the dates actually match up, which I think is really funny. Um, I always remember getting calendars for Christmas when I was a kid and totally forgetting about them because they're kind of a boring gift until like March and then wishing I could have started earlier with them. In 1996, some fun calendars that, you know, you might be able to use are uh, ones with Michael Jordan from the Chicago Bulls, the cast of Friends, the cast of Seinfeld, the cast of Home Improvement, lots of sitcoms, um, or maybe Pamela Anderson. Those are the ones mentioned in this article. Uh, I know even before I saw this, my friend uh, sent me a link to uh, calendars with Jonathan Taylor Thomas, who I definitely had a crush on back in the 90s. Um, is there a, a specific 90s nostalgia calendar that you want to try searching for now that it's 2004, 2004 2024? I wish it was 2004. Actually, do I do I want to go back to high school? Yeah, I don't know if I'm uh, if I want to be 12 again. I would probably say some sort of sports calendar. That's probably what I would have been rocking in 1996. I would have been six years old. So some sort of sports calendar, because even more so than calendars, this is the kind of stuff. I don't know if it's still a thing. If you're like a child who listens to something offbeat, let us know if you still decorate your room with posters. But oh, yeah. More so, I remember like going to the mall and trying to find a new poster to put on my walls. In hindsight, not a great decorating tactic. Very busy. 
Yeah, but you know, I uh, speaking of nostalgia, I appreciate the poster look. I didn't really have that in my room. I I guess wasn't patient enough to find the good posters and stuff. But I always when I saw someone who had their room decked out completely in posters, I was always impressed. There was a girl who I was friends with who would cut out like magazine pictures of like all the guys she liked and she had them plastered all over her wall and I thought it was the coolest thing. That's a lot more work than just buying a poster. That's doing some serious arts and crafts. It is. It's some, yeah, serious interior decorating skills. Um, I wonder if there's like a high-end version of that you could do as an adult. I might look into it. I would bet that there are calendars that cost a significant amount of money, just like how old poster that's in mint condition or like an old Mm -hmm. comic book that's in really good condition can go for a good price. I bet some rare... 90s calendars can be auctioned off for some money that's true so if you've got any if you're like me and you forgot them when you're getting them for christmas look it up see if you can put them on ebay make some money i wonder too i does this happen every year where there's another year that syncs up exactly with it or is that like a strange phenomenon it would have to happen every seven years right I think this one just goes back so far because it's a leap year so the last time Mm -hmm. that it was a leap year that started on a Monday was 1996. Well, there's my answer. Very good. Lauren, our next story comes from North Carolina, where a pastor was arrested after police say he tried to push his wife's co-worker into a McDonald's deep fryer. It happened at a McDonald's in High Point, North Carolina. That's northeast of Charlotte, where the suspect's wife was a manager in training. The suspect, a 57-year-old, went to the restaurant after his wife called him because employees were, quote, disrespecting her, according to the Charlotte News and Observer. The man walked behind the counter, placed his hands around the neck of an employee, and pushed the employee's head towards the deep fryer, the report says. He also reportedly punched the worker several times. My first thought when I saw this headline that just says, angry pastor tries to push man's head into McDonald's fryer, was not necessarily about a co-worker dispute, but my initial thought was about Maybe there was some relationship drama going on. Oh, that's an interesting take. I was wondering um, if he was like trying, like losing touch with reality and trying to baptize him in the deep fryer. Bringing literal meaning to the phrase baptism by fire. Exactly. Exactly. This is such a wild story. Like, I wonder what people thought that were in the restaurant. If this was, if you were just like trying to get a Big Mac and you saw a pastor but i wonder okay so i always imagine pastors like wearing clergy vestments because i grew up catholic but he probably was wearing normal clothes i guess yeah most likely especially in the south it's more than likely i bet it's a pastor that's just wearing normal clothes that's a little disappointing (laughs) it would make it much more entertaining if there was a priest in full robes behind the counter of a mcdonald's trying to push someone's head into a deep fryer yeah That would be like aesthetically so much better. Um, Although I hope that that doesn't happen. Priests don't start going out and trying to push people into deep fryers at McDonald's. But do you ever wonder how much patience they have to have or how many deep breathing exercises they have to do? Because they're human like we are. They definitely get frustrated at things. Yeah, that's that's true. Are you a fan of McDonald's french fries? I am. I haven't had them in probably at least a year Oh, if that's... I get fast food, I don't normally go to McDonald's because the rest of their 
items outside of the fries are not my uh, top choice, but mm. their fries are pretty good. But I assume if somebody's face was in a deep fryer, you would probably have to clean the entire thing. I would say, I'd say face would alter the taste of the fries a little bit. Um, <laughs> these fries taste like face. I like, I like McDonald's sometimes. I like the Big Mac. But the fries, I like a, a crispier fry than McDonald's has. McDonald's fries, when they're hot and crispy, which you kind of have to just time it right, are really good. Whataburger, when theirs yeah. are hot, are also really good. But as far as fast food fries goes, those are probably the best. I feel like most of the better fries are at restaurant restaurants. I agree. Chick-fil-A, the um, I'm not a huge Chick-fil-A fan, but the they have like the crisscross fries. Those are pretty legit. Yeah, crisscross, waffle. I know words. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. All right. So our next story has some echoes of one of the episodes we recently did about a woman who sued Italy uh, over um, prosciutto that she slipped on. We had a great attorney on talking about um, personal injury lawsuits and stuff for that one. And he and Mike talked about some frivolous lawsuits and whether or not lawsuits are really frivolous. Now, this might be an example of a frivolous lawsuit. I want you to to weigh in, Chris, when I'm done reading about it. So Hershey's uh, was recently sued over a Reese's peanut butter cup design. Um, a Florida woman uh, decided to take action about it. Um, she sued the company um, because she bought these Reese's holiday-themed peanut butter cups and she actually filed a class action lawsuit about it so other people could join in. Um, she claimed that the company's products like had um, depictions that they would have little carvings on them of like jack-o'-lanterns and stuff, but that they didn't once she unwrapped them. They just looked like eggs. So she's saying that the company um, is deceiving customers uh, with this promise of explicit carved out designs. She is seeking at least $5 million from the company in the lawsuit. So I, you know, eat candy pretty fast. If I saw, you know, that my Reese's didn't have a design on it, I'd probably not think about it very much and just put the thing in my mouth. How about you, Chris? What are your feelings about this? The best part about this is that she's asking for $5 million for something that she spent four forty nine on. Yes. <laughs> That's my That's favorite part point. of the story. <laughs> but I think... Unless you're going to unwrap the chocolate and like display it somewhere, what does it matter? It still tastes the same. There's still peanut butter and chocolate and you're still going to eat it and it's still going to taste good. That's my thought. And even if you were going to display it, like are people like if I came and I saw like, I don't know if it would make a big difference to me that like candy on display somewhere that I was going to eat had a jack-o'-lantern on it or not. Well, I would first walk in to your house and be like why do you just have unwrapped Reese's on the counter for display yeah that would be the the bigger question like what I would probably be a little bit upset about that like why did you manhandle the Reese's before you gave them to me yeah please keep it wrapped yeah 
Keep it wrapped up. And don't stare at it before you eat it. Just eat it. Come on. Not to be too hard on this woman with the lawsuit. Um, there might be like a bigger principle going on here about like advertising and like what companies can advertise. I'm trying to think of like a time that I was really disappointed. Um, and this is kind of a nostalgia episode. So back in the 90s, there was this thing. I don't know if you remember it. There were commercials all the time on like Nickelodeon for it. And it was like a little recorder that looked like chunky. It was there was like a blue one or a pink one. It showed like kids sneaking around their house and like recording conversations. And I got one for Christmas and it just never worked. It didn't record anything. It was terrible. I felt pretty uh, jaded after that experience when I was a kid. How about you? I do remember those commercials and those kind of remind me of, I think it's in the second Home Alone when Kevin has a recorder and he's recording lines from that movie that he uses to scare the hotel staff. I think he's messing with that and recording people. And Mm -hmm. that looked similar, but his worked. Yeah, it it worked. And I wanted, you know, to have a Kevin Home Alone moment, you filthy animal, you know, but that's my my big advertising, big advertising letdown. I guess back when I was like six or whatever, I would have been super into having a class action lawsuit about that. Lauren, our last story this week has to do with the amount of beer that Americans are consuming. According to a new report, From Beer Marketers Insights, consumers are choosing other forms of alcohol like cocktails or they're not drinking at all. The vice president and executive editor of Beer Marketers Insights says beer shipments are on track to fall below 200 million barrels for the first time since 1999. So that's 25 years. And the slowing beer consumption follows an overall trend according to a Gallup poll from 2021. So are you drinking less beer or opting for other forms of alcohol, or not drinking at all? I'm not really a beer drinker. Um, I think on our last episode, I talked about how I could uh, chug beers when I was in college, which I would do once in a while, but I've actually never been like a person who enjoys drinking a can of beer or a glass of beer, really. Maybe sometimes with certain food, but yeah, I've never been a big beer girl. Um, Just a party trick? Just a party trick, yeah. Not to trash on anybody who does like drinking beer, but never been my thing. Don't like the taste of it. How about you? I do enjoy beer. However, I, like a lot of people, am making an attempt at dry January. More so for the health benefits than for anything that has to do with the alcohol content. The holidays can get a little rough on the uh, eating and drinking side of things. So just trying to cut back overall. Coincidentally, I did listen to a podcast episode the other day that featured an interview with a few people in their 20s and 30s who are all sober or mostly sober. And I think it's kind of a trend that younger generations are following. I don't think people are drinking as much alcohol, period, as they did a generation ago. Yeah, I I would agree. Um, I we were talking a little bit before we started recording, you know, Chris and I are both in our thirties now and people, you know, are partying less than they were when they were like in their, in their twenties. So a lot of my friends are, are sober or don't really drink a lot. I work from home, so I'm not like out very often, not drinking a lot either. Um, And I think, 
you know, the younger people I know, like the Gen Z people I know, they don't really drink as much, even as as much as we did when we were in college. So, yeah, I think it's kind of a, a trend and probably a healthy one. Maybe the beer companies are just going to have to come up with some like fun health drinks to sell instead. Probably. They'll probably have to buy up all of these like wellness beverage makers and things like that. Yeah. But they're also some of the first ones on the bandwagon every time there's a new type of seltzer or something that comes out. I know it's still sure. alcohol, but I think people are viewing those as like a lower calorie way to get their alcohol mm-hmm. than they used to. Yeah. I have uh, uh, friends who would always bring like that. What is it called? Like the hard seltzer something with an owl. Is there an owl one? White claw. White Claw. They would always bring White Claw to like every party because <laughs> they like didn't want to have beer or like any of the other hard alcohols. So this couple, they would always just bring that. And I thought it was super cute that they were always doing that ahead of the curve. Yeah. I think just overall too, society is much more health conscious right now. Yeah. So, and more people are replacing their, I don't want to say replacing their addictions, but finding their fulfillment and like there's a lot more people doing like meditation type things and yoga mm-hmm. and things like that. Their self care rather than going to the bar after a hard day of work. For sure. I think the pandemic kind of changed habits about that too. Like if you're used to going to the bar after work, it probably, it probably broke that habit. I know during the pandemic, I, um, or like a little bit before I was working in restaurants and we would all like go out for drinks after work and, that habit definitely ended for me uh, during the pandemic, which is nice. I've been saving some money. So happy about that. Another question I have on this topic, do you get on like your social media on Instagram or whatever ads for like, you were talking about like healthy drinks, like health cocktails. Do you ever see those? Like it's like a powder that you mix and it looks like wine, but it's, I don't know, some kind of healthy. I have not seen those. The algorithm has not decided that that's <laughs> that you, what you I have, need right now. Yeah. Maybe after uh, it listens to this episode, you'll start getting them. If anybody knows about those, chime in. Let us know if they're good or not. Because I do see stuff sometimes about like, I think they're called reds and greens that people mix with mm-hmm. water and drink. And I think it's just a concoction of a bunch of vitamins that people take every oh. morning. Mm-hmm. And they just that's do it in powder rather than trying to eat them in foods. Interesting. No cocktail replacement ones uh, have popped up for me, though. Well, thank you for listening to another Minnesota. Um, As we said, we've got the Florida Man Games episode coming up. And uh, what else have we got on the schedule, Chris? We have a horse who got loose on a cargo flight, forcing it to turn back to its point of origin. Did we wrap it up appropriately or do we need more? Um, I think that's fine. Okay. Yeah. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.